Backyard Bands. It's that good shit. It's that good shit. Ladies and gentlemen, check, check, check. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Backyard Bands Comedy Podcast. So I usually have sound effects, but I'll put it in post. <laughs> I, can't, I can't reach for it. <laughs> I can't reach for it right there. But yeah, man, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, it's your humble and gracious. I go by the name Mr. Dre. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching on YouTube, appreciate you. Um, you can tell I'm not in my regular location. I'm in a, in a dope space uh, with some amazing people. So shout out to you if you're checking us on YouTube. If you're listening to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you. Just, you know, keep keep doing the keep keep doing what you do best, which is, you know, show us love, support, like, comment, share, all that fun stuff, you know. Yeah, appreciate you. I'm not going to waste any too, too much time on all that, you know, familiarities and stuff like that. I'm going to get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined by not one, not two, but three special neighbors, ladies and gentlemen. It never happens. It hasn't happened before like this. This is the first time it's happening. I'm joined by three special people, and um, we have a, a, a neighbor that is joining us from far, far away in the land of the USA. Um, as my Igbo people will call it in the Americas. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start with um, my gentleman to uh, to my, my left. You know, that's one thing I never I never get, my right and my left. So I always got to wave. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start with the, the gentleman to my right. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got a special brother and a neighbor um, in the building. He's a fellow podcaster, um, one of the OGs who, who, who's been showing us the way he started this before I did. Um, and he's, you know, uh, a creative in his own right, a filmmaker, uh, a fellow Master of Ceremony, a.k.a. MC, my um, brother who dares to host African events in places that <laughs> no black man will go to. The other day he was in, well, was he well at? Willing things? Middle of nowhere. <laughs> I, I didn't even know black people were there. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, uh, join us on the podcast, my brother, Mr. Ebu, a.k.a. Mr. Activated of the podcast. Yes, sir. It's, it's about time, you know what I mean? I've been telling Dre, man, I got to get on there for a long time and I've been seeing all your other guests, but it's it's all love. I pulled up today. You yeah, didn't tell I me I was going to be on, so I didn't put on my good clothes. You almost set me up, you know what I mean? I would have came out here in my pajamas and look crazy. I can't be the only one having good clothes, you know what I'm saying? It's the backyard vibes, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm starting with my other brother to my left. Joining us is someone that makes me jealous every time I see him bust a move on the dance floor. When I'm at an event and I see this guy pull up, I know that I am not living with any of the ladies. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> he's a mover and a shuku shaker in the dance culture of Toronto. He's been in commercials, music videos, theater, film, and is the sole ambassador of Plantain Movement. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined by the one called Percy Plantain. Bro, that was not you did a you did research, didn't it? I like that. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate I like that. You. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. For Thank joining you for having me, nah, man. Nah, it's been a pleasure. I wanted to do this for a while, so I'm glad we could make this all full circle. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the last but not the least, today's first lady is a special guest, a woman of many hats, a dancer, choreographer, an entertainer, a business entrepreneur, Ryan Nation, <laughs> a veneer teeth, teeth advocate. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, just a, a multi-hyphenate in, 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 many, in many forms. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined by a now a super mom. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined by the one. Please, can we put our hands together for the one to call Sarah Chips? 
You wrong for that veneer. Work. You wrong for that veneer. Work. Oh, you to do me dirty. Wow. The pretty lights are waiting. Yes, yes, I'm yes, so happy yes. to be here. Thanks for having nah, me. Nah, thank you for it. Just you know, again, you're coming straight from the airport. I appreciate you. You know, of you could just say, "Hey, Dre, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I, I got to go home." So I thank you for for, for pulling up. Um, this is what I want to do. I want to kick off with uh, with a quick icebreaker. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say. I was going to have like numbers and stuff. So I'm going to say pick one, two, four. So you're going to, when you say a number, I'm going to tell you that person's name and you're going to tell me why you think they have that nickname. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Mr. E, we'll start with you. Pick a number. Uh, do, I, do I have to say it? Yeah, just a number. Yeah. Do I keep it to myself? No, 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 just tell me. Uh, Only four people here. Uh, three. Three. So tell me why you think Plantain Percy is his nickname. Why? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that, like, as far as I know, from back in the days, if I remember correctly, is because he loved plantain. That was that a thing? That's that, correct. Like, yeah. That's literally like really, literally. Yeah, yeah. It's for the love, it's for the love of it. That's I how t- it started in the beginning. Really? Because I, I'm addicted to plantain. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but also like going on with like what I do in the entertainment business, right? Because I'm a sweet one as well. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. So, so you're plantain. You like soft plantain, though. Yeah. Nah. yeah. Nah, nah, I love the, the hard ripe. plantain. Yes. Nah. Oh, no, be. I don't do soft ones. You like the hard, you like mm-hmm. hard ones? Yeah. I can't do that one, though. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's plantain chips. It doesn't need to be hard. It doesn't need to be hard. Yeah? No. Nah. That's crazy. Uh, Sarah, you go. So they speak four. So there's only three people left here. Two. Two. Mr. Dre. Why do you think my nickname is Mr. Dre? <laughs> Huh. Actually, <laughs> but just give a guess. Those have to be that right answer. You sound smooth like Dr. Dre. Sure. <laughs> I, I haven't heard that one before. I haven't heard that one. I will take that one. I will take that one. No, but I think it's just that's just not that far off. Like, there's a Dr. Dre. Everybody kept calling me Dr. Dre. I was like, I can't be Dr. Dre. Like, like that's too much expectation hey, to live up close. to. So yeah, yeah, you're kind of close. So I just went. I went with Mister. There's a whole joke I have about it, but I just went with Mister Dre because I feel like it's a much more appropriate. Thing. I don't, I don't like the, the MC Dre thing. I don't like that. Like I don't know. I think you grow. I think I personally I'm good at. <laughs> no, 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 no diss to the MC guys out there that have MC yeah. something, but like uh, I don't know. I just didn't like the idea of being like MC Dre. Like it didn't, it didn't stick with me. So Mister Dre stuck with me. So I'm left with the last person, I believe. Oh no, you haven't gone. Um, so you've got two numbers, one and. And four. And four. I pick four. Four. Sarah Chips. Because <laughs> she likes hard planting. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Oh gonna, I, I, I would have guessed the same thing. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's just my guess. That's <laughs> guess. <laughs> but what, tell us it's the reason. It's not even. So, <laughs> you know, in, in Nigeria, um, fries are actually called chips. Mm. And I used to go to this one place, like, Every week to eat Quick club. <laughs> to, to basically eat um chicken and chips. Right. Chicken and fries. So randomly when Instagram just happened, someone helped me open the app and the person used to call me Sarah Chips. Mm, wow. Because I used to eat that every week. Right. Literally. And it kinda like just stuck. Cause the day I actually thought that, oh, maybe I should change this name, and then way too many people knew me with it, and I was just like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> but I like it. 
I don't know. I thought it had to do with like chips, like money, like syrup money. Like, I don't know. I wish, but she. <laughs> but can I, can I ask why it's spelled S-A-Y? That's funny too. So I had a teacher that would say, literally break my name into two and say, say Ra and then call me Ra. <laughs> literally. That's tough. And, and then I was, I thought that was so cool. And I was just like, okay. Cause at first my name was actually just regular Sarah, Sarah. chips. So then I changed the Sarah to say Ra. That's tough. Yeah. Shout out to that teacher. Shout out to the crazy. teacher. That's crazy. So now Say I kind of go by Raw as well. So Say raw. it's pretty cool. Raw. Do you know this song? <laughs> I don't remember this song. Kiss Sarah. Say Raw. Oh my gosh, I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever will be. That song has haunted me so child. I hate it. Please. <laughs> so I'm left with Mr. Activated. Because <laughs> I think that's the only. Like, Mr. Abel's not your nickname. Mr. Activated. Yeah. 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 Um, I think you got the name Mr. Activated because I felt like back in like high school, you, <laughs> you hit on a girl. Uh, I knew I know where you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> and she said yeah. So like you give out some like he was really sweet with a girl and all the girls so like he like you know when like you bet with your guys I can't get this girl. And it's like, I bet. And he gets the girls like, yeah, you activated. Active. <laughs> active. He gets active. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Every, every time you hear somebody's nickname, you're thinking like it's some elaborate plan. And you find out it's like, it's like what? Nothing. So I, back in the days, I used to do this thing on Snap where I used to go, uh, I used to call myself Turn Up Shawty Activated. From Thursday to Sunday, I was taking people through what a weekend will, will look like for me, like parties, events, just turned up. So when I was looking for a name for my podcast, I realized that like the turn up shoddy thing, I will outgrow that. Cause that was yeah. like mm. in the moment thing. So now I was like, oh, I'm gonna go activate it. So when I launched my podcast, nobody even knew my name. Cause they always look at me like that's the quiet guy. This guy never talked. So everybody used to call me Mr. Activated. Uh. So I remember the first time I hosted Afrofest, I didn't even have a stage name. You know, I'm on stage. <laughs> They're like, yo, my yo, follow me, DC Wizboy eighty nine. I was like, yo, what am I doing? <laughs> but that weekend, everybody was calling me Mister Activator, so I was like, okay, that's the name. Uh, that's cool. That's the name I'm gonna go with. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's it. <laughs> that's it's <cool>. by chance. <laughs> yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have activated Mister Activator. You got Planting Percy. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, I was I was, I was just go like your Percy Jackson. I, I don't know why. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that it depends. works too. Yeah, it depends on the generation as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Our yeah. generation knows Percy Jackson. Yeah, and yeah. then the older generation call me Percy Sledge. <laughs> Sledge. Yeah, Sledge. 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 Lord, you don't know that guy. Who's that? When a man loves a woman. Oh, uh, y'all, 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 y'all not activated. <laughs> you know the ones where you know the song and you don't know who yeah, the person you know, is. You know, yeah. and then you, you know, I mean, my name is Percy, so that's I guess. Yeah. You gotta know yeah. everything that has to do with that. I know. <laughs> uh, so let's start, man. Um, so Sarah, this is so walk me through this, man. Like, um, you started dancing from like as a kid. Yeah. Um, and so everything I'm reading out here is from online. Right, so it, it could be facts, but it could not be facts. Information. <laughs> oh, that's <online. laughs> I'm excited for this. <laughs> um, but is it true that you were um, you danced on the cafe? Yes, yes, I definitely worked with cafe. Oh, do do yeah. as a kid Even, or uh, as a teenager? As a teenager, yeah, right. I think so. Walk me through like how did dancing start for you? Okay, so um, I had sisters who basically used to dance and I kind of loved that. And um, my dad also was a big dance lover. 
So we own schools, um, like secondary schools, primary schools in Nigeria, and um, that money. My da- <laughs> see where the chips come from. I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know about that. I think I think Damn, we were comfortable. Okay. We were like middle class. Okay, we're okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, so my dad was someone that lit up every time they would have like the cultural dance mm-hmm. like segment in like the school parties and mm-hmm. stuff. So it was something that my dad actually was he loved to watch dance. And I was a big daddy's girl. I was his last child, child of old age. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the shit he showed everybody else did not show me. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, that, that was something for me. Like I wanted to do something to make my dad smile. So I got into dance because of that. Mm. Um, every time I would watch like Awilo on the TV and copy the moves and watch Aaliyah videos and Missy Elliott videos and all of that and basically just copy what my sisters are doing and all of that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I got into dance. And, um, when I was like really small, I think I was like four and you're supposed to be doing like nursery rhymes and stuff. I, apparently I would cry and be like, I don't want to be here. I want to be upstairs mm-hmm. doing the cultural dance yeah. with the adults. Yeah. And at some point they were like, okay, fine. That's and then they just put me thing. in there. So there's like pictures of this me with like no titties and like my little um, rapper is falling off because there's nothing to hold it, <laughs> and I'm dancing with these big, big aunties. Right, and that's kind of like how I got into dancing, and it just grew from there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm gonna get to you in a bit, uh, Percy, but because your story is very interesting, because you also, you know, did the um, what's it called? You enrolled into a performing arts school, mm-hmm. Society for the Performing Arts of Nigeria. Nigeria yeah. So how is it like? But where we're from in Africa, I think it's like you're going to school for school. Like there's nothing like doing this hustle, <laughs> this hustle. But you went to school for it in Nigeria, first of all. So how yeah. is it like just being that kind of person and having your parents support you? Honestly, definitely it's a blessing because like you said, where we come from is weird. Yeah. That's not normal. Um, so definitely a blessing. Um one thing that I'm very grateful for is that my parents, especially my mom, because my dad did pass, um, my Mom is someone that kind of just like sees what you're like. If you have a passion for something, she'll push you th- towards that Dope. instead of trying to make you force you to do something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, clearly, once in a while, like aunties and everybody will chime in, and then she wants to change her mind some more. And I'll be like, <laughs> Too late. I'm like, ma'am, you know your daughter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all that extra book things and stuff for me. <laughs> and she's like, okay, cool. Yeah. But, um, so she's always been supportive of the fact, and she sees that that's what I'm into. Mm-hmm. Clearly, when you're growing up, they'll tell you, if you know your book, the way you know all these music lyrics and all these dance moves, mm. wouldn't it be better? <laughs> but like, you can't change a kid right. at the end of the day. Um, so getting um, a little older, there was this show called Multina Dance Hall. Mm-hmm. And literally the year before my dad passed, we watched the first season. And like, my dad was like, why didn't we go for it? Like, wow. why didn't you guys say anything? We should have, we could have auditioned because there was a vast of us who knew how to dance in the mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just like, oh, we didn't think you would be interested. And he was like, no, like, if they do it next year, let's try. Unfortunately, my dad died the next year. Mm-hmm. Like, two months before the audition and then when the auditions came out my mom was like i mean he said he wanted to do it so like maybe we should try and then right. we tried and then we got it and so my family went into um Martina dance hall i remember watching that <laughs> i was I the, i've seen you on tv <laughs> bro i was so tiny i was a baby i was a 
12. Um, wow. Yeah, so we did that. And that's kind of where I found out that you can study dance. Oh, okay. Because before that, I was just doing whatever was on TV and like doing cultural dance and stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that is basically where I found out that you can study dance. Mm-hmm. And there were other styles of dance, Latin and ballroom, hip hop. Even to me, hip hop was just whatever I was seeing on TV. I didn't realize that hip hop had so many like, other parts and like popping is different, locking is different, and all this. I'm gonna go into a whole <coughs> rabbit hole. Let me stop. Mm-hmm. But basically, that like blew my mind because I was like, oh my god, <laughs> there's so much right. I can learn, and I got right. so excited about it. Um, so basically, that's also how I learned about Span Society for the Performing Arts of Nigeria because mm-hmm. most of the instructors from the school came as instructors in the competition. Right. So basically, after that, my elder sister went into Span. And already I was telling my mom, I'm in, I'm in like, well, GS, whatever. And I'm like, I'm going there. That's where you're going. That's where I'm going. After school, that's where I'm going. Even during school, like on a random weekend, my sister would take me and my other sister and take us to the island for the whole weekend. And my mom would be pissed. <laughs> pissed. We would be in like salsa clubs with old people. <laughs> we're there. I'm learning salsa. And I'm like not supposed to be here. Clearly, they're not giving me drinks or anything. But right. um clearly not supposed to be there either but i was learning so i loved it um but yeah so that's kind of how i went into that after secondary school immediately i went into that but then i did that for two years and then my mom was like okay what's next university mm-hmm. you're not gonna keep if doing all of this you have to go to school right then um she was like i'm not telling you not to dance i'm not telling you and at that time i was already in the industry as well right so she was seeing that i was making money i was working i was i was cool but she was like, I still need you to go to school. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, can I go to school for dance? Which you did. She was like, I don't care. <laughs> as long as you give me a bachelor's degree, if it's dance, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And then I went and did like a whole research, PowerPoint, everything, and came and gave her all the PowerPoints of how what? I want to come to school in, in Chicago. And I found the school and I literally, every question she had, I had an answer for it. What? And she was like, Say less. Fine. <laughs> you, you can go. So then I applied for um, sh- um, college in Chicago, um, Columbia College, Chicago. Applied for the dance program and I got in. So after that, she was like, fine, I'll help you get the visa, blah, blah, blah. And that's how that happened. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think first things first, I just pointed out you actually like have like, you studied it, right? As opposed to a bunch of people, a lot of other people who have different routes to like arriving here. Yeah. I think that's very crazy and very very, I don't know, bold of you. Um, I remember coming to Canada and what I took in school, I'm not going to say the name because I'm not doing anything close to it, but I remember having this deal with my dad that I had to take something close to the sciences mm. to remain in school. <laughs> wow. So I took the closest thing that I had a science degree because I don't even think about science. I don't even think about chemistry, biology, nothing. Uh, I mean, I'm not doing that today, but I just did that so that he could pay my fees mm-hmm. for four years. And when I got the degree, I'm one of those kids that said, here you go. Here you go. That's yours. <laughs> you can do whatever you want with it. And that's it. But um, uh, so Percy, do you have the same sort of introduction to dance or was yours like? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, for me, uh, it, it, there's similarities, but also I would like to um, comment on the fact that you knew what you wanted since you were yeah. a young child. And I think that's so beautiful. Oh, thank you. And you never let anything stop you, change you. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, like us, we didn't know what we wanted, man. We were just going all over the place. <laughs> One day, I, know, I feel like deep inside, every child knows what they want. I wanted to be commando. 
I watched, I watched, so this is what happened. I watched Commando, then the Matrix in that same like period. Fam, I was like, yo, that's what, that's what I'm doing, man. I'm saving the world. <laughs> so I don't know about you, man. Deep down, I wanted to be Commando. Like the closest thing I got to like chasing my dreams was taking karate, taekwondo in high school. I did go to competitions. Hey, that's something. Yeah, I did go to competitions, but that's about it. That's hilarious. I wanted to be Spider-Man, so. Ibu, <laughs> did you want to be Batman? Uh, I think for me, growing up, I wanted to be a pilot. I think that's what it was. Uh-huh. And, um, well, I was like a Goku guy, though. <laughs> a Goku guy. The closest he got to be the pilot is flying drones. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. Hey, there's people who don't know how to fly drones. True, Fast. true, true, true. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, my story. What? Uh, so like, I had I had a love for dance ever since I was young. Um, ever since I can remember, really. And my mom used to tell me when I was like two years old, I would literally stand in front of the TV watching like uh, VHS videos of Michael Jackson and try to copy his dance moves. But I was more so of like a reserved child. I, I didn't want anybody to see my capabilities for some reason. <laughs> so whenever somebody would walk into the room, if I didn't know you, I would just like, come sit down. Mr. Oh. <laughs> <a shy> yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, but like as a... As a young boy, like I was very active. I loved to move around. So I played a lot of sports, um, soccer, basketball, volleyball, like whatever I can do with my hands mm-hmm. I'll, and my feet or body, I'll do it. Um, but it wasn't until I was in, in the 11th grade, actually. And I joined the dance squad because I wanted girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. Ju- I'm gonna say every you, you know, like every man, every man who has this that same that story. Thing. I have a different story, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the girls in the dance squad. I said, "Okay, I can. I can move with that. I, I can move with that." <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but when I got into the the dance squad, I realized that I actually had a talent. Like, even though I wasn't trained mm-hmm, in it, mm-hmm. I was very natural. In this, um, in this form of art. So through that, like we would do competitions and whatnot, and there will also be judges there and they would give us feedback. And I, sometimes I'd be the guy that they would point out. And I was like, oh shit, I can, I can actually dance still. <laughs> I can move and shake one still. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so through grade 11 and grade 12, that's what I was doing. I was playing sports as well, but like, I think dance was like one of the things that I started to fall in love with. I realized like I'm really good at this and mm-hmm. I have I have potential. Right. Um but then after high school, it's just like you need to go study. Right. <laughs> so I went to school for architectural technology. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing nothing with it right now, right, to be right, honest. Right. I mean I still have that that um architectural mindset, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would say that I use for dance and like my business and whatnot, but like I'm not doing anything with mm-hmm. architectural technology. Right. Um, but my, my, my first year, I was like battling between, do I want to be here or do I want to dance? And I knew for me, like I just wanted to dance. Because I'd be in class. Sometimes I would just fall asleep because <laughs> shit is so boring. Mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the thing <laughs> is like, I was a visual artist as well. Like I can paint and draw. But with architecture... It's very structural. So there's really no freedom, liberation. So it just got boring to me. I was just like, 
uh, I'm in love with dance. So, um, first year I got opportunity to to perform in in Quebec. No, it was Trois Rivières. Sorry, my French is terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trois Rivières. Yeah. And there was um, these guys called IME crew who were like the top people from ABC's Best Dance Crew. Mm. Oh, yeah. So I was like, yo, this is a sick opportunity. But I also had class, so I had to choose between. Mm. <laughs> I remember I, I made that decision to go to the, um, the event. And when I went, that's how I knew like dance was, mm-hmm. was going to be my thing. That's dope. Yeah. It's crazy. Do you have any dance stories? <laughs> <laughs> nah. I think for me, I'd, like, again, it's funny that he's saying it because I've known Percy for a long time. We're not going to disclose how and what. Not, <laughs> I'm sure but I'm we may. No, and honestly, from, from when I can remember, like, even like with his sisters and them and cousin used to talk about it, it was always the dancing thing, right? Because mm-hmm. I went to school for the same thing, architecture, uh, and did architecture, technology, and shared it. And that's actually what I do now. Like, that is my main go-to. And for me, it was just about my mind just loved to create stuff. So architecture gave me a way. And again, to your, you guys' point, it was like, I remember having a conversation with my mom like a week ago. And I go, man, you not only, like, if it was up to me, it would have been like more like content creating or traveling and vlog, like all that kind of stuff. Right? right. I was like, but I got my degree just to be like, okay, cool. I could, you could have this. And I could go dream, right? And my mom was like, like, she didn't like me saying that. But I was like, but growing up, we didn't really, you didn't give us other choices, right? So then we grow up and then you resent some of the decision making that you do. But hopefully for me, I was able to find that creativity through doing my podcast, shooting videos, hosting, you know, a lot of that stuff. So that kept my nine to five going because I had to switch job and things like that. Because the moment that my mom, my mind doesn't, create or get you know i'm a dreamer so the moment that that stops it's like then to your point it's like damn why am i here like mm-hmm. why am i here every day right so but always on the creative side where they're you know it's like i could pick up anything and literally i feel like i could master it right and then get paid for it, which is also added bonus where like you get mm-hmm. paid to do things like damn i just mm-hmm. i was just I, doing I, this shit for, i don't think it's a good <laughs> i think free. i think it's a great vehicle though yeah. like to get you to the place where you need yeah, to be yeah, yeah. oh 100 yeah. I, I mean Looking back at it, like having a anchor as my job has allowed me many opportunities that I know now some of my peers are like, they still got to choose in between where now I'm even thinking of like, yeah, I could like not work and, and figure that out some other way. But it's because, you know, I've had a, you know, nine to five mm-hmm. in my career for like 10, 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, I'm also like moving up in that space. So that's yeah. also like, Feeding the thing is it's easier to deal with your dream when your reality you can sleep with your AC. I never I always tell people like you you sometimes you gotta deal with the reality of you chasing your dream as well, right? Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I just I just started to settle in that space where it's like now like especially like when I love what I do for my nine to five. Yeah. And I can still chase my dreams, especially like there's nothing that I hate more than just hating what I do for nine to five, just because I'm trying to like fuel. My dreams and being able yeah. to like have that balance now has just been like a, a blessing because I know it's not easy for anybody to be able to to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, my real quick, my introduction to the dance was I wanted to be cool, man. Um, I went to a secondary school where like it was a rich, I think it was a rich secondary school. Um, so you probably know money. Corona. 
Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. a, it was a big boy secondary school. So it's like, yeah, I got money. Huh? Got money. I don't have money. Thank uh, you. Thank no, you for I, pointing I, that out. I don't have money. There's only one Sarah Chief. I just wanted to reflect. <laughs> <laughs> See, the school I went to, which was my dad's school, was not as bougie. Hey, we looked at these people like this. <laughs> so I just wanted to be cool. And I really didn't, like, obviously, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't know I was funny then. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I didn't really talk to girls. So dancing was kind of like my only outlet. And, I did dance for a while and then we had like the social nights where I like, it'll be like, oh, there's like, you know, performances, you know, it's kind of like a variety night mm-hmm. before the party started. We're like, okay. So then I, I remember just dancing to like Osha all the time. Like Osha was my go-to guy. Like, oh, I used to feel. And then I came to Canada, obviously I did, I did try to dance. I did compete um, for the, with the Trent dance team at the time. Mm. Um, yeah. I did compete with them for a bit, but um, obviously um, I had other things in mind. You know, Life started happening then, but Dance for me has always been a thing where like, even if I don't dance competitive, competitively or as you guys do it in the professional side of things, I like, I like to dance on my own, man. Just like, it's like a form of therapy yeah, for me. Yeah, it's like, very Big dancer, yeah. Dre. No, 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 don't do that. Hey. <laughs> hey. Don't do hey. that. Right. This guy got that. hidden talents, man. Uh, but I want to kind of jump ahead and kind of like, um, kind of go into, so what would you say is sort of like your biggest achievement through dance right so i know with sarah you've got like multiple businesses the the, the, the yeah. clothing and all that but i want to focus on on the dance itself and i'm gonna come to you in a bit um, Ibo, but what's the biggest achievement you think you've had through dance no i feel like there's so many um <laughs> Wait, I don't mean like that. Hey, so many. No, not that. <laughs> no, Go through that. your files. I don't mean it like that. But um, okay, let me put this. What, what was your? What was the? Was the one moment that I knew that? Okay, this was my breakout moment. Breakout. Huh. Breakout moment. Something that happened was that when it's okay, the game is changing right now. Like I can see myself. Like honestly, I think. I think when I uh, basically booked my first tour, which was touring with Tila Savage in 2016, that was like, I was like, wait a minute, am I really doing this? And it was crazy because I was still in college too. So it was, Mm. yeah, I was broke trying to figure that out. (laughs) But yeah, no, that, I think that was the first time I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is crazy. That's big. Yeah. That's big. Yeah, that was it. And then I think after that, the next thing was, um, but in that I was just a dancer. And then getting booked to choreograph Olamide's tour was another, that one was crazy because I was like, what? And then to get my payment too, I said, (laughs) oh my God. (laughs) I said, what is this? This, and I got like, Paid in cash. I was. Mm, I'm like, cash, uh, cash, <laughs> cash on carry. I said, "Ain't no way, ain't Dang. no wow. way. This that's is wild. this is for me." That's wild. <laughs> yeah, that was that was. I think even till date, that's still one of my biggest dance payment. Right. We're just. Um, we're just I'm now. I'm just being nosy. We just want to know. <laughs> you don't have to give us number, but maybe a range, just to see where <laughs> how much more work I can. <laughs> Because the way you said you saw, uh, I'm like, damn, I thought I was. You want to start dancing? I just want to arrange. Just, you know, if you can. You know what I mean? I'm just being nosy. Let me see. What, where, where? Five to ten. Uh-uh. Yeah. 
Yeah. We need to do more of this, man. We need to do a lot more. I mean, see, even I need to do a lot more because wait, did he come back? Like I said, it's the biggest. But at least you see it once. I've seen it once, so I know it's possible again. Congratulations on that. Thank you. All right, how about you? Um, for me, like I, I've been blessed to do a lot of great things, mm-hmm. dance, like dancing on, on stages, uh, opening up for like Justin Timberlake and like booking, what? booking Fair. like movies for Disney. But for me, I feel like the journey, the journey is what I appreciate more of mm-hmm. and it's it's more so like me telling myself I can do it and mm-hmm. then doing it. Doing it. it. Mm-hmm. And then I have two really. So that's the first one. And the second one would be being able to perform on the same land that my parents were born. Mm-hmm. So I was able to fly out in 2019 for, um, what was it called again? The year of return in mm-hmm. Ghana. In Ghana, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And um, we performed in front of the, the president. Ghana. Oh wow! Yeah, and just I felt like like such an ancestral cleanse, mm-hmm. like protection, like my ancestors were just like covering me in that mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. And like that type of shit. I, I I can't compare it to any payment that I ever got. To be honest, right, yeah. right, right. It's crazy. That's well, nuts. I'm allowed nuts. to cuss on this. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> crazy. Oh, don't go Fuck crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as soon as you say that, so yeah, activated. I, I'm going to tell you, you, you want to say something? No, I was going to say another thing for me that was like big is because um, clearly we're, we're, we're doing mostly African things and mm-hmm. we're in the African space all mm-hmm. the time. So even though that I, I am dancing for an African artist, the, the other two times that was really a wild moment for me is to being on. American stages because mm. like I ended up doing um, Made in America with Tila Savage as well mm-hmm. for the first time and that was crazy because I also choreographed some stuff and then I mm-hmm. helped because it's also Kathy's choreography right. she couldn't make it so I also had to like organize everything so right. she put me in charge so that was so big for me too that's dope and then um, like two years later my friend Lid booked me as well with her to co-choreograph um, Mr. Easy's Coachella set. Mm. And that one, till today, I'm just like, wow, we really did Coachella two weeks That's back far. to back. That's wild. That's, That's good. Yeah, yeah, that for me was cool too because that, as a dancer in America, you want to do the more commercial stuff. You want right. to get on the American stages. Yes, you want to exactly. do stuff like that. Exactly. And being an Afro dancer and being in the Afro dance space, you kind of sometimes don't think you can make it there. Mm-hmm. So when you have these little opportunities where you do, and when you see your other friends doing stuff like that, you're like, okay, it's possible. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're moving forward. So that was pretty gotcha. cool. Mr. Evil, let me, I'm doing to bring us into this conversation because we clearly don't dance <laughs> well enough. But what would you say is, and you guys can answer this if you guys have any uh, besides the ones you've mentioned, but what would you say is a space or place, because we've all had the opportunity to travel for you know, through dance or through whatever we're doing. By the way, guys, if you're watching from, as a, as a fan of Sarah and Plantain, Percy, I'm an MC comedian. Mr. Abel's an MC podcaster. What else do you want to plug in before? So they know that, they know the intersectionality <laughs> of things going on here. Yeah, I mean, everything, yeah. Podcast hosting, yeah. YouTube, all so that. That's why, that's why there's, there's a bit of a difference. We don't dance, but we, we can move. <laughs> don't let Mr. J fool you, man. Um, I've seen well, him on I guess, stages. Uh, 
Sure. I guess my question is what 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 place or what city, state, or country, um, if you whatever, if you can how 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 best you can narrow it down to a place where you've been to with your by the chance of your work, but it give you the most awesome sort of like experience so far. Or most recent. Let's do most recent. Most recent thing you've done through your work that has given you a very, very unique experience. I can go first, just to kind of give an idea. So I was, I had an opportunity to go to New York recently mm-hmm. to host um, the Palm Wine Fest by Shodem Camp. It was the first time they're doing it in, in America, United States, North America in general. So it was a great experience because I've never really, because I, I think I've been spoiled by being in Toronto for a little bit because when I'm with my people, I don't need to do much. Yeah. It's my people. We all know each other. We're just like, hey, what's possible? But being in New York, I, I had to network for the first time in a while. I actually had to like speak up and be like, yo, guys, like, I'm Dre, like, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hi, guys, be like, like, who are you? Like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to meet everybody. Yeah, but I think it was a very humbling experience because I think it reminded me that sometimes we need to get uncomfortable um, to become comfortable again. Um, and I remember the funny thing was, um, so there, were, there, was, there were pictures from the entire event, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a celebrity photographer that was at the event. And AP, AP, APGM? Yeah. Yeah. He's a big celebrity photographer. So he was taking pictures of the entire event. And I remember I hit him, hit him up in the DM. I was like, yo, bro, like, I don't know if you have any. Like, you know, because you do that once in a while. Like, yo, do you have any yeah, pictures yeah, yeah. of me? Like, post. <laughs> you got to. And this guy's like, sorry, bro, I didn't know who you were. <laughs> Oh, damn. And it, honestly, Happy. like, yeah, I was like, I was like oh, yeah. damn. But I was like, yo, that's humbling. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you need that. Yeah. Damn. It makes you work harder. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I did have, like, a backup plan. Like, I had a, I had someone to take, like, do social media for me while yeah, I was yeah. doing all that. So I had that cover, but I just wanted to reach out because like, he's a fire photographer. Like, if you get a picture from him, it's like, it's like, he's like yeah. you're out of here. Yeah, it's like Absolutely. Jenny images. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So, but it was humbling enough for me. And it was a unique experience because I'm like, yo, I want to keep going out now because, like, I've done cities around Canada, but, like, I want to do more because more. then, like, I know people, don't get me wrong, in different parts of the world, whatever, but just being out there and just working with it, like, it was a very humbling experience. I loved it. Um, it reminded me, oh, man, like, you, you ain't shit. <laughs> 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 but, no, I killed the show regardless. That's the different, that's a different conversation. I killed the show. But, yeah, I don't know, Ibu, do you have anything? Uh, you know, it's funny, like, to what you're saying about the picture, because, again, I've been, I've been around the industry in Toronto for a long time, but I haven't hosted as long as people think. So, I... Two things I do when I get to the club, I talk nice with the photographer. It's like, yo, you, you often look fire. Just can you get one? I, I find it always work. So that's how I always get pictures. Right. So it's a trip because I know I'm not, again, to your point, it's like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, you got whatever. But so I make talk with the photographer and the bartender. Mm. So those two things always get me covered. So even mm. when I'm not like, somebody always got footage and pictures for me, yeah. right? Uh, but to your point, I think. You know, like the day I, you know, because when I first started hosting, I did one year, didn't get a single dime. Um, and then the first time somebody paid me 150, I was like, what? Because I'm still like, I was just doing it for fun. 2019, I got a chance to go to Ghana year return. Shout out to Afrofest because I've been, I've had a relationship with Afrofest for a long time. So when they was going to Ghana, they say, yeah, let's go. But again, to your point, it's like, it just, to me, it's like the hunger is that like, I'm not, I'm still operating as, a, as an underdog, even though I feel like, and personally speaking, like my skill set is above most people that you know. But I just, again, we came to Instagram a little late. That wasn't a thing that I was into back then, right? So now you're playing catch up. Yeah. So again, but in terms of like, if you look at like, okay, let's look at people's platform and things like that. Like I've gotten, you know, last year I was in Tanzania for Afrofest again, right? Like first time I went to East Africa. 
So I've been able to do a lot of these cool things. And again, in remembrance, like, damn, like people really pay you to do this. <laughs> like, why? Like, you know what I mean? But yeah, Tanzania, Ghana. And then the second biggest thing that I'm proud of is when I started to do videography, uh, I'm from a country, Niger, that's like unknown to anybody who never met me kind of thing. So I went up there, I did a vlog, and that vlog kind of also got me going and thinking about YouTube in a big way because that thing just took off. Mm. And now I remember going back the following year and everybody recognizing me, which was kind of weird because, again, it's a country that nobody shed lights on. Yeah. And I think not even like that it, the video blew up, but it's like it's a sense of pride, you know what I mean, that you carry on. You see me at Afrofest with my flag every year. It's like now you're like an ambassador of a whole country. Thanks. And then because of you, people are even a little bit more curious to go, Check that out. And to this day, all the videos that I've done on my homeland has been the biggest thing that I've done. I've tried, like, I've been to, like, again, some of the most beautiful places, like, south of France, south of Portugal. But it's, like, it's those places that you wouldn't think people would show love, and that's where it comes from. And I think for me, like, you know, I'm blessed to just wake up and do anything I want to every day kind of thing. So it's, like, right now, we're just, to me, it feels like a win, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it's crazy. a blessing, man. And, and and just add to that, I remember the whole Niche thing, and I remember tapping. I was like, "Yo, that's really really dope." But that's when I kind of that's when I actually knew that. Oh, you are creative, like aficionado. <laughs> like you got this in the bag. But I wrote a story about your drone getting like seized, though, like telling you how to fly a drone. In I went to Morocco. They took my shit. Oh yeah, Morocco. <laughs> you tried to do that in Morocco? No, but I was I wasn't even staying in Morocco. I was there for like. Usually over? when you go to Niger, you're there for like 15 hours layover. Oh, yeah, they're, like, oh. they're not going to allow that. It's like, you're a journalist? And, and again, that's that's also a, one thing that people don't understand. Like, even to like, fly, like it's it's so risky because you come in these airports and you got like, my backpack is full of stuff. They're like, what you coming here for? <laughs> yeah, bro. Yo, I literally had to show the man my YouTube page. You got permission? I said, no. Nah. So they took the drone and I had to go back and get it. But so now again, I tell people like, it's like, yeah, like that's the love of it. Right. Like you, you, yeah, it, exactly. it's a little bit edgy. You're taking risk, but in yeah, Morocco, right. I ain't going back to over there. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to add or you guys are cool? Um, I mean, like, I think for me, for me too, it has to probably do about like with traveling too and right. stuff. Um, the thing about touring for dancers, especially when we're like touring to teach, before at a certain time, sometimes you get paid to travel and mm -hmm. teach, and sometimes you set it up yourself, right? Because clearly you want to leave your little cocoon. Mm -hmm. um, and either way, it's like stressful and all of that good stuff. But the beauty about it is you leave. It's fine when you see people come to your classes. Like for me, when people come to my classes in America, it's 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 all cool. But like when I go out the country and set up a class, and people come there, I'm like, oh wait, what? Y'all know me out here, mm -hmm. or y'all like care to learn from me out yeah, here? It's yeah. it's always like what? Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's a scary thing too. It's a scary thing too because you're just like, I don't know if anyone's gonna come. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if they're gonna like my style of teaching mm -hmm, i don't think mm -hmm. you're actually gonna like me mm -hmm. um but you're doing like you've done like this is a repeat you've done europe you've done yeah so America. like even europe I, last year was my first time doing europe it was my first time doing europe and even then i to me i felt like i didn't do my best because i was sick mm -hmm. um and then i ended up 
canceling half of the Europe tour because right. I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, even that was such a shocker to me because it took a lot of work to even get everything set up. I did get mm-hmm. um, invited to, and I got invited and paid for like Switzerland and one of my classes in France. But everything else was kind of like set up mm-hmm. by myself mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. add to those two. Right, right, right. Um, which was cool. And every city that I did make it to, I was in awe because, mm-hmm. like, I didn't care if it was just 10 people. Mm-hmm. I didn't care if it was two people. Well, it wasn't two people, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, it didn't yeah. matter to me. I'm trying to be humble, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it mattered to me. I mean, five to, to ten, right? That's what we said. We said five to ten. Yeah, Stop playing. Five to ten. Uh, but the, the, Rodney should, like, come on, guys. Like, it's a niche. <laughs> Oh my gosh, no, but I'm, I'm serious. It, it did, um, it was, whatever amount of people came just meant so much to me because mm-hmm. this is, I, who do I know in Germany? Who do I know in France? Who do I know in Switzerland? I've never been to, Switzerland is so beautiful. I was just, I felt like I was in a screensaver or a wallpaper. Hey. I was like, what is this place? And these people don't speak English. Like, how are they here? Like, they watch me from over here? What? <laughs> So, like, that's really cool. And every time I have experiences like that, it's so humbling for me. And even here, like, this is my first time here, and I'm about to teach, and I'm, like, I have all these different emotions and feelings. And I know that when I get in class, I'm just going to be like, wow, like, these people really came here, Mm -hmm. and they're trying to learn something from me. Like, who am I? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. This This is what, your second or third time in Toronto for dance? No, it's my first time. What? That's what I'm saying. I swear, I've, I feel like you've been here before. Never. Okay. <laughs> I've never feeling. been to Canada. She's here now. What? Never. I swear, I feel like this is deja vu then. That's crazy. Never. That's crazy. So you're excited about, you know. So excited. Show that speaks tomorrow. on your presence, though, that you have. Like, the fact that you feel yeah. like, like yeah. 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 That's crazy. Yeah. You're excited for tomorrow? I'm excited. I'm nervous. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Excited going because I've been watching this man's classes and I'm like, oh my God, I have big shoes to fill. Oh, no. Oh. Trust me. You know what's crazy? <laughs> I, I was talking to him on the way here and I was like, I thought he had a class today. Oh, okay. And he was telling me that everybody thinks he's in the dance studio every day. And I'm like, facts. Like, every, you're always dancing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what you see now on Instagram. That's what you see. That's crazy. Uh, but real quick, uh, Sarah, let me talk about, so I'm going to shift gears for a bit. Let's okay. talk about your first million or the first million video that I've seen so far. It's the one Fire Scatter, Fire, Fire Scatter by Fireboy DML. Is that the first one? No, I don't think that's the first one. Well, we can't mention the other one. Who's oh, name, yes. Who's name, who's mm, name we yeah, we mention. cannot. Yeah, we the, cannot mm, mention mm. the other one. Yes. So, yes. Yes. Fatis Scatter. Fatis Scatter. <laughs> Hold on, I want to know. I feel like I missed something. Why can't we mention well, it? Off the, off I'm, the, just, I'm okay. not going to get canceled on the podcast. <laughs> Off the record, off the record. <laughs> Curiosity take me places yeah, we'll, sometimes. We'll talk about it later. Uh, no worries. Yeah, but how did you feel like knowing that you can impact that many people? I, I don't even know. I remember just screaming. I was just like, wait, what? How? And Was there any sort of connection between you and Fireboy like prior to that? Or no, just- no. I mean, if you know me, you know that I'm like a big YBNL family mm-hmm. person. Like I... Had a whole like phase where all I danced to was Olamide <laughs> songs. Right. Um, so definitely I do. And then I clearly I did his tour and we're really close. And he's like a big brother to me. Um, somebody who I really appreciate because he sees potential mm-hmm. in people. And if he sees that like you're like legit, he'll support that. He's one of the few artists that I know would appreciate when you 
dance to his music and do mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. like once he sees that you're really into his stuff he'll mm-hmm. like show you that love back um so yeah i've been a like huge ybnl family side family member mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but when Fireboy came out all his songs were just dope mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i was just like wow like this man does not have any bad songs right. so i i also kind of went through another phase where i kind of danced like four or five six of his songs and then I did that class, and that class just, like, took off. Right. The video from th- that class took off, which was, like, a random choreo I did, like, at the end of one of my U.S. tours. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, wow. I, I didn't even expect, like, it, it was big on Instagram, but I didn't think it was going to be big on YouTube because right. YouTube is slow for me. Right, like, right, it'll, right. it takes time to get to wherever. Right. And I have colleagues who have had their millions and two million and whatever millions, and it, it's happened normally. I'm like, okay, that's just... I guess that's not my space. Let me mm-hmm. just focus, focus on the Instagram. Instagram that is working for me. <laughs> so when I got that, it was very surreal. Right. It, was, it was definitely surreal. And, and the reason I bring that up is because I wanted to talk about like the, import, the, the importance of like dance, especially with the Afrobeats music culture, where it's like a lot of, I think we've seen time and time how a lot of, for example, we've seen artists just do dance videos, like official dance videos. Mm-hmm. And we've seen how dance makes the song to me anyways, much better. Oh, yeah. Before the artist even performs it live. Like, I'm seeing people dancing to it and people are coming up with dance steps. So I guess I want to, you know, get in your own words well, how you feel about, like, I guess, one, do you think that dancers get enough recognition um, in the space and how, and how they, <laughs> she's like, nah, and how they contribute to, like, <laughs> the music culture? And, um, and I guess just in your own words, like, how important it is to have dance as a part of, like, yeah. the music culture. Specific Afrobeats, if you want to. Me? Yeah. Want first, we can start with you. Hmm. So, your first question Do dancers get enough recognition? Um, I would say the answer is no. Mm-hmm. But, well, Afrobeats is, uh, it's been around for a while now. Mm-hmm. People are start, starting to now get attached to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so for them, they feel like Afrobeat is still a child. Mm. We know that Afrobeat has been here a grandpa. for a good while now. And I guess because of the, the power of social media, we're able to use these tools to actually like put forward our, our work and our passion mm-hmm. and then get recognized. But I don't feel like the world is going to recognize you Unless you put yourself out there. Out there, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it sucks. You're going to have to work hard. And sometimes it's not going to happen for you. But right. as long as you you love this thing, you're going to continue to do it. Right. I know for me, I'm always going to continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's never going to leave me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So the recognition, yeah, you can say you don't get recognized, but... We're so, so important. We're very much so an important aspect of this culture because without dancers, like, you wouldn't be able to go to these parties and actually do Mm -hmm. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Dancers have a special way of communicating what the the music is 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 telling Uh you. You know what I mean? And I feel like that is, like, irreplaceable. Right. Like, you can't touch the accent. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we're definitely not recognized but i would say we are in a better space than we used to be um we are still bottom of the food chain in the entertainment industry 
That's for sure. Yeah. But we are higher than we were in the bottom of the food chain. Yeah. Facts. Um, Calculation. Yeah, I want to chase that thought. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking of like musician, video mm. director, um, stylist. Mm. This, like, Gotcha. If you if gotcha. you really put the people who oh, work a in a show or gotcha. in a video, gotcha. we're getting paid the list, the least, and yeah. we're doing a the bulk most. of the work. We're work. athletes, yeah. No, that's, you know what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, we're doing are. more work. I I've, I've been on sets and shows where the person flat ironing somebody's hair is making fifteen times more than I'm making, mm. and my body's pinning me. Mm-hmm. This person is not even yeah. do, like placing the hair from beginning. This person is just flat ironing the wig, which I'm uh, honestly I'm not breaking that person's um, bank or like what their work or their worth. Mm-hmm. They deserve that money. That's yeah. their that's their worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But then me, that I'm breaking my body. I will say, oh, pay me this, and you be like, nah, that's not in the budget. <laughs> But I'm making your show 10 times better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, no. That's why I, I tell but Drew, you. I, I want you to tell us, who do you think? Because as a host, I know I need a dancer. It's, that's, that's always the peak of the moment in, in, into that comics world. Like, we do Afrofest, like the peak of the show. Yeah, it's, sometimes it's us. We talk. We go back and forth. Yeah. But it's like, I'm always looking in the crowd. As soon as I see somebody who can... Even you could dance this much, I'm like, yo, you got to come up here. Exactly. Because you can help me kill 45 minutes right now. Facts. Dance till you sweat, we get your t-shirt. Facts. So, so are you saying you're... No, okay, continue. Me, I, I, I got a little two, one, you, two step, but... You're I, taking I, advantage of the dancer or... Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know. I'm just, <laughs> and, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, now that you said it... No, no, but... And me. that's facts. <laughs> and now that you're saying it, like, I was like, yo, fam, there's no shoulder moves... Without dancers, right? So, yeah. and I think I feel like dancers and MCs are there too, because MC too. You even ask for more than a hundred dollars, he look at you like, yeah, I could just get my uncle to do my wedding. They, they that call your too. uncle, yeah. I feel that <laughs> your uncle would be drunk by the time he even come here. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, but honestly, I think that like, yeah, like nothing moves without you guys, man. Yeah, and like, I feel nothing like nothing moves without the dance. As we, especially before, they really didn't care. Like, and then especially with, like, Afro artists, majority of them think they can just come on stage and sing and go mm. and just do a bare minimum show. Right. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, only a few of them would say, okay, I know we, I need to do a little <laughs> bit more. And sadly, us Africans, too, we continue going to watch the show with the bare minimum. So they would keep doing it like that. So we move. Everybody's fine, right? That's, that's, you have to that's, lead that's, that's each that's other the whole conversation. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So that bare minimum conversation. That's a yeah. whole other. So but, we have that as well. <laughs> that is a that is a whole different thing on its own. But when you think crazy. about it, especially with the with the um, with how mainstream Afrobeats is going and Afro dance and Afro everything, if you really think about it and if you really look at it, all the songs that went viral went viral off of a dance. Effect. Off of a dance challenge, somebody got up and danced to your song and blew it up. I know the goal was a repost. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then half the time, repost happen, your song blows up, you're doing all these great things. That person that created this global this global thing for your music is, yeah. is that's it. 
Right. It ends there. Mm-hmm. It ends at recognition. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, it's like right. what you guys are right. And and even then, it's like I feel like every time, very. I don't think I've even seen any like big artist who has had a viral song that went viral off of a dance actually come and credit the dancer like. Oh, now that I'm my song blew up so much, mm. this specific person or these dancers blew my song up, and that's why it's so big now. Especially with TikTok now. Mm-hmm. Before it was Instagram, you it'll go viral on Instagram, and then boom. But now that it's TikTok, and TikTok has become like way more like it's like an infestation. It's very vast, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like I can I can tell you. See how this song? What's it called? Um, CK song. Is it the Love No Entity? Yeah, it it was the dance challenge, and that song has been around before well, it actually went viral. Yeah, yeah, before it was that song like, has been like three, around. Like three but No Alla too was the same. It's the same thing. No Alla, No Alla as well. Yeah, nobody even knew until somebody yeah. decided to get up off their chair eh? and <laughs> dance. You know, one thing I wish I could really dance, bro. But you know, I will leave it to you guys. Hmm. Me two step. I don't. It's a blessing in a case <laughs> so we, because like, sometimes they'll pay you in exposure. <laughs> Imagine being paid in exposure. Like exposure will pay your rent. Ah. Oh shit! Nah, this, this camera that you have exposure. You see? <laughs> That's how much they're paying. I just, I just, I just wish, I just wish that like um, everybody could be honest with themselves and mm-hmm. honest about the role that we play. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you as an artist also play a huge role because if you do not give us music to dance, right? To dance to, right? I mean, we'll dance to. Bah, 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 bah. We can dance to that too, because clearly <laughs> we can dance to anything. Right, right. But um, it's a marriage, mm. right? It's a marriage. It's a it's a situation of a frame and a picture, right? I feel like the music is the frame, and the dance is the picture. Gotcha. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Caption. Like it's we, <laughs> like we 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 go hand in hand, and I feel like more artists and more people in the industry have to like um, give it up. Give like say that and and recognize that and treat us in that manner and pay us in that manner. You know what I'm saying? And respect us in that manner because I feel like dancers get disrespected the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, my curiosity is kicking in again. Okay, <laughs> but when you freestyle, because again, it's like mm. when I see you guys freestyle, I'm like, yo, how did he? Is it like from an old routine? You take the best pieces, or you just like kind of just hilarious question. Because honestly, anytime like it's the same way. Like when people see you go on stage, they're like, "Yo, that, that intro just came in." But I practice. Like I talk to myself when I'm not talking to anybody. Shit, bro. I was thinking the same thing, bro. I was, was going to ask you, like, "Yo, what's your what's your routine?" Oh bro? no, but honestly, like even like if I'm coming here, like I'll pick a random subject, for example, like pink, mm-hmm. and I'll start talking about you know I like the way that the color hit. It's vibrant, and the pink is a woman feminine. So I'll just starting to like put. So it allows me to practice. Talking so then when I get on the stage like I could even quickly look in the, in the crowd and then do it so it comes off a lot more than that but in the same way when I look at people freestyle the day, I'm like yo fam yeah mm-hmm. that shit was too far yeah yeah for you just came on stage and did that so is it is it kind of like similar process to that it's a similar process with freestyling as well and with freestyling once again you have to you have to practice that as well it doesn't really come I mean for some people it can come natural yeah, but, but you don't you don't know the song they about to play. I know you don't know the song, but you can understand the energy of where the song is going because there's 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 rhythms. 
Yep. Yeah, and we're able to follow. We are, we're able to follow patterns. Mm-hmm. I feel like as human beings, mm. yeah. Yeah, I got to so sign up <laughs> as, a, as a dancer. You got to sign up, bro. As a dancer, because you've been doing so, this for for so long, you're able to to find that pattern. Because pattern. there's only so many patterns. Probably like seven patterns that everybody follows. Yeah. But then you guys are through the new. You guys are through the new dance in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, but yeah, the yeah. thing is, every I'm move. just a fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, yo, listen. <laughs> the honesty to me, like. As much as like people look at us and go, you guys are like, but like I look at other creative and go, yo, yeah. how the fuck yeah, you pull are. that off? It, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And then you'll throw in the new, like it's like, so you'll see the person start a routine, but if it's like, you know, a Nav- uh, Davido yeah. feels or yeah. an available, like, you know, that Dude. dance would mm-hmm. find its way in, and in there, it just yeah. it just feels seamless. I mean, it's like you understand music and even if you don't know the song, you understand music as a dancer regardless. And you just follow it. And every dance can be slowed down or made faster. No matter what it is. Even ballet. You can make it fast. You can make it slow. So depending on the tempo of the song, what type of song it is, you just know how to play with that. There are some people who have 16,000 combos in their head already. They've practiced a bunch of combos. I have friends who have combos up on combos that they just throw out. That they've practiced so once it's time to freestyle, they just do those combos pretty much, pretty much. (laughs) And then, and then I have friends who would freestyle and they're just moving, they're just letting the music take them. I suck at freestyling, I am terrible at it. Really, I I, I wouldn't believe that. I mean, you wouldn't know because I can fake it till I make it, but (laughs) I can fake it. I can fake it. I get so with freestyling too, you kind of have to be free, literally. I get in my head. So I'm, I, I, I'm like, ugh. I'm like, a choreo girl. How do I look? I'm a choreo girl. You can give me ten choreos right now, and I will eat it. I will eat it up, and I'll do it. Freestyle. I feel like I'm, I'm gonna start repeating moves too much. Now I feel like, oh, why am I repeating moves too much? But that's the thing. With freestyle, you're technically allowed to repeat moves as many times as you want because you're freestyling. But I get in in my head, so I'm not a freestyler. I would say. Six million times, but if I have to, I will fake it till I make it. But yeah, everybody's different. They're the combo people, and then they're the people who just let the music move them. Yeah, I was about to say that, and I want to jump off of that too because I feel like um, the dancers who grew up in like studios, they're the ones who will struggle with freestyle yeah. the most because they've been told to do this movement, that movement, <laughs> and feel structured. And the dancers that just taught themselves just. Street, street yeah, self-taught. They're the ones that <laughs> they're the ones that are allowed to be free because yeah, they've yeah. been doing it for so long. Yeah. So it just all depends on like how you came. And it's up. crazy because I have both backgrounds, but mm-hmm. because like because when I first started as a kid, I I was just dancing on the street and dancing right, at right, home right. and whatever I see, I just do and like dance at parties and we know the gifts that was that was cute. <laughs> uh, but then I guess grow. Once I got older and I got put in the studio and I'm more structured and I fell in love with choreography, that's just where my whole brain went. And then whenever we were told, because I did improv in school as well, and improv is pretty much freestyling, where you're basically, same thing, like what you said when you're making choreo, like my teacher would say, think of a tree in the woods and now you have to act like a tree in the woods, but in whatever way that you feel a tree in the woods should be moving. You know what I'm saying? And like... Sometimes they'll give you random pointers. Sometimes they wouldn't. And you're just supposed to move. And even in that, I think I still struggled with, with like, being in my head. Which, that's something I should work on. But I keep saying that. No, that's dope. That's I dope. never do. 
Also, I feel like um, every dancer should have a specialty. You know how like Pokemon has their when like mm. Pikachu. So what's your specialty? Like every dancer should be in the dungeon uh, working on one specialty. One specialty. So what's your specialty? Your, your go-to. What's my, yeah. I can't tell you that. One is better. One is better than. It's a rap. What's my next question? So let's talk about the red hairdo. How long have you had it? How did it start? I feel like all my things that are supposed to be epic are not. I'm sorry. But, um, so I've had it since uh, 2014. What? How do you keep, that's a, that's, a, that's a brand. How do you keep such a brand for that long? I've changed my name so many times. My mother doesn't know who I am anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's running from the feds, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I guess, it, like, it became me, so, and I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just me. I feel like anything else on my head, I just feel like a different person. I feel like I'm walking around in someone else's skin. But um, I've always wanted to dye my hair as a kid. Mm-hmm. And clearly, I have a Yoruba mother. Mm-hmm. No. She's like, nah, you can't. And then she was like, I guess you can when you're like 18. And I'm like, cool. But then I always thought I was just going to do like a strip or something. Mm-hmm. And um, literally, as soon as I turned 18, <laughs> as soon as I turned 18, I went and dyed my hair and dyed the entire thing red. Mm-hmm. Um, no, actually, before that, I had put on weave. Where they put like a bunch of colors, but then I had this like red swoop, and I was like, hey, "How many colors?" It was like it was like red swoop, and then there was like this like blonde in the back. Mm-hmm. It was like a I don't even know who did the hair. It was in Nigeria. I did I, that was when I danced. I did this um, Two Faces concert. There was this Awe and Beyond concert he mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. a while ago. I was like sixteen then. Technically, I wasn't supposed to be in that show, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> I guess I danced well, so they were like, sure, fine, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was the hair that I used for the show. And like, I felt so fierce mm-hmm. with that red just in my face and my dark lipstick. And I was just like, oh, it's, it was almost like an alter ego. Mm-hmm. But like the ego was still me. I loved it. So when I finally was able to like dye my hair, I went and dyed my hair all red. My mom almost had a heart attack <laughs> because she was like, I thought you were just going to do the tips mm-hmm. or something. My auntie shredded me. Everybody shredded me. Mm-hmm. This is too much. And like my background as well is like my, I grew up in a Sele family. What? So yeah, I was born in, into a Sele home. I mean, I'm not, I don't go to Sele anymore, but like that's still my background. Mm-hmm. So if you know anything about Sele, you're not supposed to wear red. You're not supposed to wear black, like all black or all red. If my dad was alive and you saw my head like this, I'm pretty sure that's the one thing he would fight me f- for. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, my mom had a fit. Everybody had a fit. And I guess, I mean, as you can tell, I don't really be caring what anybody got to say. I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And um, it kind of worked out with me and my brand. And later on in life, my mom, even my auntie were just like, we're actually happy you kept it. Because yeah. it like makes it you unique to like everybody knows you. Can ever for pay, that, can ever pay to change so it. So it was pretty cool. I'm, I don't plan on changing it. What? For a movie? For a movie, mm-hmm. bro? I mean, I'll throw on a wig. Okay. For a movie. I've done like two videos in the past where I threw on a black wig. Okay. I mean, work is work. Gotcha. But. It's crazy, man. That's a, that's impressive to keep such. I mean, now it's part of you. So it's not really a brand. It's just, just who you are. Now it's just me. That's dope, man. Uh, before we get out of here, anybody have any questions to ask? Like, I mean, I've, I've asked a lot of questions. <laughs> Give people the time to jump in. 
Nah. Be like, yeah. <laughs> you're just thinking about the plantain you're going to make when you get home. Yeah. <laughs> you got your plantain this night. I mean, if, yeah, if this time. It's a plantain time. <laughs> All right, let's do a fun topic before we get out of here. This okay. is this boy math, girl math thing. What? Okay. Boy Love math? this millennials conversation. <laughs> boy math. Yeah, boy math. Boy math, girl, boy math, girl math. Right? Okay. So I'm, I'm going to read this article and explain I'll try to explain anyway. So the thing is, it's called, okay. Um, if you've been on social media, so it's a TikTok thing. It's a TikTok thing. And so it's kind of like explaining how like girls will say something or a math equation and how it, how it makes sense to just girls. Mm. For example, you would see something like, um, let me find an example. Girl math is going on vacation with eight friends and coming back with three. Oh, okay, okay, so okay. It makes sense to the women, but guys are like, huh? What are you talking about? Girl math is buying tickets to something months in advance and basically going to the event for free since you bought it ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I feel that though. That's crazy. <laughs> that, you, 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 you align with that? Yes. <laughs> or is it when Mariah Carey sued that billionaire boyfriend she had for wasting her time? And won a multi-million dollar deal settlement. That is girl math. That's crazy. <laughs> I want to be her when I grow up. And then boy math is them not wanting to spend ten dollars on flowers because they'll die. It makes sense to guys. <laughs> <laughs> the math that don't add up. <laughs> yeah. Boy math is being afraid of gold diggers when you only have three pair of socks to your name. Ah, uh, Jesus. Yeah, that's crazy, man. But it's crazy that none of us know. So about wait, it. is the other gender writing about the other gender? Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, women do be fighting a lot, though. But no, yeah. that's for sure. Like, I f- yep. But the difference is, men don't address nothing, right? That's that's our issue. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I don't like. We you, always want to talk about I, it, but I'm never gonna address it. If I say, "Yo, bro, I what's up? Like you do. good?" Now nah, we do, but. We but and, 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 and only in a selective few. Uh, only yeah. people I don't like. I, I don't think every generally time. men, even in relationships, men aren't the talkers. All right, and, all right. we were just talking about friendship. Now mm, you're jumping out there. No, no. I mean, friendships are relationships, aren't they? Mm. Hey, no, but you're math. She's doing math. You try to, you try to put it. You want to say everything? Yeah, you're trying to put everything. Nobody's trying to tell you it's all the same. It's all the same. But it's not. Headshots. No, but women, women definitely do be fighting, especially like when we we end up being in, in the same space for mm-hmm. a long period of time. Things are bound to happen. <laughs> people are tend will tend to get irritated by other people mm-hmm. more than I feel like. Men might just be out for the vibes. We don't just shit. And then we come back, and then you're probably never talking to the guy, and then and then keep it pushing. Um, this is a fun question. So, what is something? And I've, I've asked this before on other episodes. What is something you would say in an argument with a friend or a partner that once you say that word, a fight is bound to happen? Mm-hmm. So, in my case, I said anytime I say, "Never mind," like mm-hmm. it's fine. Never mind. I'm bound to get in a fight like with whoever I'm talking with, especially the lady. Well, if it's if it's apart from spilling my heart out, if I'm like articulating whatever it is that is um bothering me or like I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and you respond, 
Okay. <laughs> oh. On site. Yeah. Okay. On site. Yeah. Okay. Or in the text and it's just like K without the O. Oh. Without the O is without no, the O is mad. Like, like a K and a full stop. I don't know. <laughs> With a period? On site. Yeah. I'm seeing you. I'm trying to see. I'm trying I feel like that applies to me as well. That definitely applies to me. Um I don't know, maybe maybe it's because I'm a girl, but when you start making me feel like or insinuate that I'm blowing something out of proportion, Oof. don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Yo. That's crazy. Wild. That's wild. All right, let's play a quick game for wrap it up. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this, I don't know what time you're going to see this, but she might be done with the Toronto show, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be successful. But the Calgary show is coming up, Montreal. If you've seen this, go check her out. Um, and it's going to be a vibe, man. It's crazy as your first time here. I'm sure you're going to be back. I'm sure you're going to have a good time. Yes. Um, me and I, Mr. Ibu, are going to show up and MC from the back. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to hype from the back. I don't know. Got you. We're not dancing. <laughs> <laughs> we're not moving. That's for sure. I had a funny question to ask. How do you guys teach white people how to dance? <laughs> First of all, we are great teachers. Yeah. Number one. But number two, we're not going to lie. Like, there are white people who actually know how to dance. Well, the ones that can't dance. <laughs> What I, what, what I hate is the one that, that, that figure out the, the dance moves. Now he like he blew up more than the person that taught him how to dance. I mean, unfortunately, that's the life that we live. Yeah, like so they see a white person dance, they think like reason. they seen a dinosaur. Like yeah. this is fucking prehistoric or some shit. Oh my god! <laughs> like that shit pissed me off. Right? That was. I don't know. I guess, I guess. I guess that happens because um, of vast majority of Africans. Um, they get fascinated with the fact that somebody else from mm. another country or culture or race is so invested in in learning and moving like us and enjoying our music. Right. So I guess they get fascinated with that, and that's how they blow up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that kind of answers why that happens. Cool. But... I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, because for us, we're supposed to know how to dance. Yeah, right? like it's it's not. Yeah. It doesn't shock them. It's like, oh, okay, um, yeah. But when somebody that you don't expect to be doing those moves are doing it and doing it fairly yeah. well, you're like, uh, oh, white, white well, people they're just doing need it. To do they're six doing out it. Of ten and that's they're it. doing it okay. That's what but like fairly, for us, exactly. Fairly well. For us, we have to be like extreme. We have to be doing it on like yeah. MJ level type thing. Yeah. Then they're like, oh. But if we're just doing it like the basic ones, they're like, MJ oh yeah, whatever. Still alive. MJ's better. Would be ma- like what? intense. He'd have been too old though. Like, how? Don't age? matter. But the matter. thing is, like, he lived two lives. Talk I see. to me. Black and white. <laughs> 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 but he was still a great dancer, regardless. Yeah, but he was—he was still busting moves. So, what do you what do you consider a white? <laughs> I mean, I I'm, nah. I'm just, I'm just being an asshole. For that. We, we, we will only, we will only regard him with his DNA. Yeah, gotcha. We will, yeah. That's what we know. All right, hundred percent. I, I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Does does success scare you? Like, Absolutely. are you scared to like? I I wouldn't say I'm scared to to. Be successful. I'm just scared of being able to keep it. Mm. 
and maintain it. Because I feel like it's not easy to be successful. It's not easy to blow up. It's a fact. But it's way harder to maintain it, to keep it. Like, it's so easy to fall off. Because like, what's the next mm-hmm. high? Get what's high. the next? And you have to keep topping yeah. whatever that thing is. Like, even, like, when you go viral, you have to be like, whoa. You don't have to, but, like, your brain, you're a human being. Your brain is going to be like, okay, I'm what next? Me. You want that back. You know what I'm saying? You want that back. And then even people will be expecting more from you. Because now anything that you do is me- that's, that's below that is now mediocre. Yeah. So, but, but in knowing that, you still want that. What about you? Yeah, for me, it used to it used to scare me definitely. Um, like what she said, like just being able to like consistently be there, it's not easy at mm-hmm. all. So it's just like, yo, do I want that responsibility on myself? And um, I came to a realization. I mean, if it's gonna happen, whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. and nobody is really gonna stay on top forever. Forever. So, like nowadays, I'm so detached to like being. Mm-hmm. On top forever, and I'm just like, yo, just let me do it because yeah. I want to do it because love. of the love of it. Yeah, yeah. not me, man. I want to be on top, man. Jesus, Christ. I mean, I want to be on so hard. I want to be on top as well. Oh, like, that's, that's the desire. <laughs> but like for me, if it happens or not, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm content. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I the you. fact that yo, I I live what's in my heart. Yeah, yeah. No, I I feel you. Yeah, and then I feel like if you've made it to a certain point in life where you're like hitting certain goals. And making it, I feel like if you don't, the fact that you could do it one time, you can do it again. 100%. That's another thing that I feel. Even if it's not happening exactly when you want it or how you want it, it can always come back. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even artists that we've seen that were big at some point and then they kind of like went away and then somehow got big again. And then some people, it doesn't work out for them. But if you can't do it once, I'm pretty sure you can do it again. So. Yeah. Sure. It'd be the lies that you tell yourself. To be yeah. Honest. Right. And most of the time, it's just like, it's not that serious. Not and then another thing I've realized about success and blowing up and making it and all of that stuff, half the time when you're really intentionally trying to do something to blow up is when it doesn't blow up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then when you're just doing Nothing. stuff for vibes, yeah. then it blows up. And it's like... A lot of things also is not necessary. Clearly, you have to put in work and everything. But sometimes it's not just your talent and your time and your hard work. It's also just faith in timing and purpose. And just when God says it's your time. Because there's people that are not. There are people who are better than me in what I do. But they're not doing the things that I'm doing now. You know what I'm saying? And that's just because it is my time to do certain things. And there are people that I feel like, okay, I should be doing that. But they're getting that shine right now. But that's their time. And it's totally fine. And I feel like you should never use another person's time to to clock to tell your own time. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody has a time to, like, blow up and make it. And random things will make anybody big. (laughs) Literally random. Random things. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Now I think about it because I've 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 always wrestled with the idea of what that means and again it's like the most successful people it it's never like it's always a climax up and it's always a hard fall because you attach yourself to that consistency mm-hmm. and it's never you you you're almost never able to consistency consistently blow up every single time yeah so now it feels like you're the hamster on the wheel just chasing that 
So I will always love operating in a, under, um, as an underdog. Mm. Like I'd rather surprise you rather than you like me coming out and attaching myself to like, even when you're coming to hold you, you know, you know, you see people, they come, they got people holding their backpack. Like it's kind of <laughs> like, but now you've already kind of set yourself Self up. So up. now yep. you got to live up to that. And we all know, like if you've been yeah. in anything creative, you can never sustain a number one position no. ever yeah. for more than what that moment allows you to, to be. Because you're not the only one. Yeah, no, I hear you. I agree with that. I agree with that. To me, I'm like, yo, give me, you know, give me my 150. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe more. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think you should put that out there. No, no, no. Real quick, um, I got like 10 more minutes, but real quick, um, you and mom, congratulations. Thank um, you. Smiling as white teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, how is it just balancing all of that? Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's definitely a struggle. Right. It's definitely a struggle. But um, you realize that you have a new re reality and somebody else comes before you. Mm. Now, a whole human being. Right. I don't know who said they should give me a human being. But <laughs> they give me. Yeah, yeah. A whole human being that um, now comes first. So now everything I have to do revolves around him. Mm -hmm. And... If I'm planning a trip or planning anything, it's like, okay, where's Vision going to go? Right. Is he coming with me? Is he staying with you? What are we doing? Right. Um, I used to be that person that would get a call today and be like, we need you in New York, and I'm gone. Yeah. That can't happen anymore, yeah. which is fine. It's just a new reality that I have to um, mold myself around, but I love it because it challenges me and pushes me to still work on the things that I love and not letting motherhood take that away from me because Beautiful. from what we know from the past, you're, you're taught that once you have a baby, your life is over, mm -hmm. especially as a woman. So um, I'm really happy for the generation that I'm in and the people around me who continue to like push me and show me that being a mom shouldn't stop me from trying to reach my goals. It right. might make it slightly slower, which is fine. But it's not gonna stop it. So yeah, um, balancing is a little difficult, but it's 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 possible and it's happening. Yeah. Happy for you. Thank you. Happy for you. Um, real quick, one sentence. If someone who's someone out there who's aspiring to be a dancer, just like just to, you know, kind of like in the line that you guys are doing, uh, what would be that that advice you want to give them? Train. Train a lot of training. You have to train, um, like I said earlier, um, being a versatile dancer, being someone who's always learning is a big plus for you as a dancer. And clearly, in also in the age that we're in, you also have to put yourself out there. So utilize every opportunity that you have. Utilize your social media. If I come on your page and you tell me you're a dancer and I come on your page and I don't see at least 10 videos of you dancing, what what are you what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you have to put yourself out there. You have to dance. Even if you're getting one view, still put it there. Because technically, right now, your social media is kind of like your resume yeah. as a performing artist. You know what I'm saying? So um, train a lot. Take classes. Study, study. Never stop being a student. Um, and definitely put yourself out there. Always um, put your work out there. Let people see you. Um, and be presentable. I feel like for some reason, dancers just like to just be chill. <laughs> some t you also got to post like nice, cute pictures too, because mm. in order to get booked, mm. they're going to look at you and your personality and how you dress and how you look. 
Find a balance. Find find a balance. Yeah. First, what about you? In one sentence. I definitely said more than one sentence. <laughs> well, let you because you flew in. <laughs> Mine would be if you don't, who will? Per. And that goes to everything. Ooh. If you don't post that video, who will? Yeah, true. If you don't train, take that class, who will? Who will? True. It's your life. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Your decision. Gotcha. All right, let's wrap this nice conversation with a game. We're going to play again with categories. So basically, you're going to say categories, categories, and then you're going to say what category you want us to say, and then start off. So it could be names of boys, and then you start, and then we kind of go around. Whoever chokes is eliminated. Okay. So you're <laughs> going to start, madam. So we're so, picking a category. Yeah, you pick a t- any category you any want. Category. And then you so got to say the name, name of something, and then you're going to give us an example so we know to follow. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. Okay. Right. So I'm starting. If I start, how are we doing it? We're doing this way. I start. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pressure. You know, it's funny because this one I'm gonna say. Yeah, you, I gotta, feel like... you better win. You get talked. You get paid to talk. <laughs> okay. Category. Category. Names of category. Um. Names of dance moves. Network. Kukuri. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst fucking. Yeah, he's out. I, I'm out. Okay. Leg walk. Uh, he's out. No, he, then, he's then start. Start. Oh, oh, Okay, okay. So you give a category, category. <laughs> Names of snacks, takis. <laughs> See this one, I would have won. Literally, Oreo. I said rip people. Plantain. Are you lost? I lost. Right. My brain. Uh, so it's my turn. So it's between you and I. Ah, uh, Jesus. Um, categories, categories. Names of car brands: Nissan, Honda, Toyota, Audi, Lamborghini, Benz, Ferrari, Kia. Toyota. You said Toyota already. Man, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want because I talk for a living. <laughs> you guys dance. <laughs> uh, no, but this hard, has been a good conversation. I like that. You want to next time you come around? <laughs> I, I honestly I thought you were gonna get just this one. You know, I gave it to you. I literally was going to say, <laughs> and then for some reason, because I looked at this word, it threw me off. <laughs> uh, no, but it's been a pleasure having you. Um, I, I love being here. Please. For sure, for sure. Thank you very much. Um, same thing, Percy. Appreciate you. Likewise. Thank Steve you as well. It's been, it's been a blast. Thank you for coming through and I was know, a pleasure. helping out and everything. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Backhead Bands Comedy Podcast. Um, we're going to sign out in every fashion. So I'm going to sign out first. Everybody's going to give out any kind of sign out they want. But it's been a blast having you guys. I go by the name Mr. Dre. You're humble and always be your gracious host. Thank you for listening. Mr. Ibu, please sign up for us. Uh, yours truly, Ibu, Mr. Activated. And you've officially... Been activated. That's what's up. Uh, Percy, please sign up for Boy, plantain Percy. And if you don't eat plantain, what are you doing in life? <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, please. <laughs> sign up for us, please. Raw Nation. Raw Nation. Sarah Chips here. Keep dancing. Keep moving. Spread the love. That's what's up. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. We are Backyard Bats. It's that good shit. It's that good shit.